We send your word forth as you have commanded us to do. And we declare, God, in the name of Jesus, that you are a high tower and a safe place that we can run into and find safety. And we pray for anybody that was injured. We thank you that you are the Lord God that healeth thee. Hallelujah. The Lord God that sets captives free. We pray for the leadership in those states and that are impacted. God, that you give them wisdom about how to deploy, how to uh, set up systems to be able to minister to the people that have need, are in need of it the most. And we thank you, God, hallelujah, and we give you honor that you're able to save to the uttermost. We pray, God, that people will look unto you as the author and finisher of their faith, and they'll call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. We also bind spirits that cause destruction, those that are designed to take people's lives before their time. We curse you at the root in the name of Jesus. We lay the axe at the root of every seed that God did not sow, and we uproot rooted in the name of Jesus. We declare God and we decree even, even in this, that it is well. And we pray God that you move by your spirit to minister bomb in every area where it's needed. We give you honor and glory that you've given us authority in the earth to shut the door. So I shut the door to destruction. I shut the door. I shut the door in the name of Jesus to plans of the enemy to hurt, to steal, kill, and to destroy. God, you came that we would have life, and that life, that it would be more abundant. So I declare abundant life. I declare rapid miracles to manifest the way, God, you have told us that they would. We give you honor and praise right now, and we give you glory that our God is God. To you be all glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to, glory to God. Hallelujah. So good morning, everybody from World Missions Ministries here in Clinton, Maryland. We welcome you to our service today. We started out praying, especially for people impacted by the tornadoes in Kentucky um, and the neighboring states. Apparently, several of them were impacted as well. And we just bless the Lord for being our keeper. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So as we begin today. The title for today's message is Shut the Door. Glory to God. I thank you, God. Ah, God, I thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God sent me this morning with a word to encourage your hearts and to remind you to operate in your authority. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's given us dominion, and he expects us to utilize it in the earth. Glory to God. See, at World Missions Ministries, we know this as a truth. Nobody has to tell us that God gave us authority because we learned that. We know that. Glory to God, and we operate in it. But for those of you who may not know, come along with us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God, because God does reign in our affairs. Just as we prayed for those in Kentucky and those neighboring states, we know that God has already shown up, that he's already there to minister comfort. He's already there to make provision. Glory to God. So we, something may have happened to you to make you wonder if God is paying attention. I actually wrote that, and then this morning I woke up and heard this foolishness. Amen. The devil is a liar. Glory to God. He's a liar. Hallelujah. God is always paying attention. And maybe something that may have happened that you don't realize that God still can save to the uttermost. That God really does care. Glory to God. He's faithful. And he never lies. Hallelujah. And he's always does what he says he's going to do. 
So when things show up that just take you by surprise, just remember that our God is God. Glory to God. So I had a dream, and the message God gave me really came out of this dream. And then a couple of other things that he did to confirm (laughs) that I heard I had ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So in this dream, I had a five-story house. My husband and I were on the second floor of the house, and my brother-in-laws were downstairs grilling. And one of them said, Sandra, can you shut the door? And I said, sure, no problem. So I went to shut the door, and as I went up to shut the door, it's so amazing to me, this is my house. We were on the second floor, and I was supposed to go up to shut the door. And in the dream, I didn't realize there were more floors. So and I went up to the third floor, and there was this playground, basically for my granddaughter, everything in the world she could possibly want, on the third floor. Glory to God. I went up to a fourth floor. And on the fourth floor, it was set up like a supper club. It had, you know, fine dining, tables, you know, and chairs set up with this huge bar. And by the way, saints, there was no alcohol. Amen. So for those of you that almost got lost because I said there was a bar, stay with us. Amen. There was no alcohol. Amen. But I walked through the supper club and I opened the door and there was a out of a four floor terrace. And on the terrace, it had this huge circular fire pit. And just to the left of that was an outdoor kitchen. And in the dream, I thought in my mind, why in the world are they grilling downstairs when they got this expanse plush opulence up here on the fourth floor. And so I shut the door and came back in and went up to the fifth floor. And when I got up to the fifth floor, it was an absolute dream master suite. It had a separate entertainment room and a separate prayer room and and a study room. And the room was expansive. And of course, it had its own terrace as well. So I went and did what I was instructed to do, which was shut the door. And when I shut the door, I woke up immediately after I shut the door. So I said, God, what are you trying to tell me? What was I supposed to get out of that? And God said, daughter, I have so much more for you. I have so much more for you. And I said, yeah, God, but I'm on the second floor. If there are five floors, that means I failed. And you... It's never a condemner, but he does chasten those that he loves. And what he was doing was using an opportunity to remind me that he gave us dominion over everything. Glory to God. And he reminded me there's some doors that I needed to shut. Glory to God. So that's the premise for where this message is coming from this morning. Glory to God. So as I'm still amazed, I say, God, (laughs) it was such a beautiful dream that you knew it had to come from the throne, right? It was all about his abundance. It was all about him giving to us the the keys, not just financial keys, because when he's talking about our house, he's not just talking about that physical thing we live in. He's talking about this thing, this earthen vessel that he put in the earth to do the work of the ministry. And so he wasn't just talking about my physical house. He was talking about he's requiring more, and he wants me to come up higher. Glory to God. No pun intended, Pastor Robin. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I thank the Lord. I said, Lord, thank you, God, that you don't condemn. 
You don't condemn, but you do correct. So if you're not ever getting correction from God, ah, you probably want to check yourself because God is always correcting us. And it's not bad stuff. It's stuff that might not even be bad. It's just not expedient. Glory to God. So (laughs) sometimes our dreams are specific instructions from God. Sometimes I know we just ate too much, but this wasn't that. Amen. So I'm asking you the question that God asked me. Are there some doors that you need to shut? Glory to God. Okay. So what we're going to do is look at a dream that Joseph had. And I know this is the Advent Christmas season and all of that, but this decision that Joseph made to keep the door open and to obey the voice of God in the dream that he had enabled the work of the ministry to continue. Glory to God. So let's go to Matthew chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 18 through 25. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. Glory to God. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she found that she was with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, Being a man and not willing to make a public example, was minded to put her away privately, just privately, just put her away. But while he thought on these things, behold, glory to God, don't you love that word behold? Whatever comes after it is just going to be God ministering to your life. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. Glory to God, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt name him Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Now, all of this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the prophet Isaiah, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Glory to God. So then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. And he did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son. And she called his name Jesus. Glory to God. Now, in Isaiah's uh, rendition, he called this um, child Emmanuel, God with us. Matthew's rendition, he told us, And reminded us that in in Joseph's dream, the name that he was supposed to confer on the baby is Jesus. So I used to think that was a contradiction. Like, God, you know, one place you say call him Emmanuel, and the other place you say call him Jesus. So I just want to remind you that God said and continues to confirm to us all the time that surely 
The Lord does nothing unless he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Now, and that's Amos 3.7, and you know, that's what I seem to always be going back to Amos 3.3 and Amos 3.7. I don't know, it's always, God is always taking me back there. But he reminded me also that in 2 Corinthians 13.1, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And so if you'll note here that they both had a revelation about this immaculate, this incredible thing that God was doing in the earth. Through, just, through the baby Jesus or Emmanuel. Here's the thing. I submit to you that the same. So here's the thing. I was watching Miles Monroe for a couple of weeks now. Different things. Just I don't know. He just was on my heart. In fact, I think my sister's ministry had us actually doing a study out of something that he taught. And I found that I was supposed to do that assignment, and I was drawn to this other thing. Where Miles Monroe was talking about why didn't God stop Eve from eating the fruit? That was a name or the title of the message. But in there, he dealt with this very thing that I was asking God about, you know. And I'd asked for years, and then I thought, okay, I don't really care because I believe God. So if I understand it, every single syllable is not as important as if I believe God said it. And I believe God said it. So over time, he's going to reveal to me in a way I can understand it better. But he used Miles Monroe to bring this thing home for me. So remember, the baby is being referred to as Jesus and also being referred to as Emmanuel. Interpret it again, God with us. Glory to God. So for Jesus, Jesus was the baby that was born. Emmanuel is God. God wasn't born. He always was. Okay, so that's the immediate first distinction between Jesus and Emmanuel. Jesus was born as a baby. And if you remember in John, in the beginning of John, we were told that he was the word made flesh that dwelt among us. So in the beginning, he was with God as the word. What I'm submitting to you today is we're talking about him as a baby. He didn't come here with the heavenly uh, authority as a baby. He came just like the rest of us come as a baby. Amen. Now, he did have a mother, and his mother's name was Mary. Well, God, Emmanuel, doesn't have a mother. Glory to God. Same person. Understand the difference. So Jesus came in the earth. <laughs> Miles Monroe referred to us, us and Jesus as dirt. Because that's where we came from. You know, and you'll, you'll note this, and I'll go to this later, that we came from dirt. And to dirt, we're going to return. Right? So if you've ever been to a funeral, you notice that's the last thing they do is they're committing the body to the ground is make that statement, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Glory to God. So where you came from, you're going right back there. Glory to God. But what I want to show you here is God always was. Jesus came like we did. Glory to God. The only difference, only difference is Jesus was born of the seed of a woman. And we learned that in Genesis chapter 3. The other thing is, Emmanuel doesn't have an have a earthly body. You recall, and I'm going to show you this, so you don't have to take my word for it, that Emmanuel is not dirt. Always was, and always will be, because he's God. Glory to God. So that's the distinction. Same child we're talking about. But in fact, 
the child was born of a woman. And Emmanuel, same person we're talking about in this chapter, always was because he's God. He's part of the Trinity. Glory to God. So stay with me and I'll prove this to you. So Jesus, God used him to come into the earth to be our savior. God doesn't break his rules. He doesn't break his laws. When he sets something in motion, that's what it is. I'll submit this to you in just a minute. So Mary and Joseph, this is the thing that I love about God, is he gave us a choice. We get to decide to agree with him or not. So Mary and Joseph, Mary got her instruction through Gabriel. An angel came and spoke to her. God used uh, Joseph in a different way. He gave him similar instruction, but he gave it to him in a dream. Glory to God. So the ultimate thing was both of them were expected to do something extraordinary and to expect God to do something that was never done and never again will be done. And they had a choice whether to believe to walk with God, whether to allow God to have access to do what he wanted to do through them in the earth. Glory to God. For the men out there, can you imagine you're, get, you are, you're engaged to this woman and she pops up pregnant? I mean, I think sometimes we take this stuff like, what in a, this is extraordinary, all right? And then you're going to not tell people that I didn't do that. I don't know what that is. He never did that. He believed what God gave him in his dream. And he operated accordingly. Glory to God. So, uh, Joseph even allowed God to change his heart. So let's go back to, because remember in the beginning, he was thinking about putting her away privily, right? But if you turn to Matthew chapter 1, verse 24, you'll notice that this is what Joseph did. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel commanded him and took to him his wife. And did not know her until she was brought forth, until she had brought forth her firstborn son. Now, Mary could have said, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not about to do that. When the angel Gabriel was speaking to her, but I want you to see exactly what he said. So we're going to turn to Luke chapter 1 and look at a similar verse, uh, a similar verbiage in Luke chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 26 through 35. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 35. So we already saw Matthew, uh, 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 sorry, Joseph being spoken through through the gospel of Matthew. And now we're going to look at Mary being spoken to about the same issue, the same incident out of Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the, into the city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail! Now, (laughs) in Joseph's case, they said, Behold! Glory to God! So God got these demonstrative words, ones that make you stop and listen, pay attention. And so what it's saying here is, Hail! Thou art highly favored, 
The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. This is how the Catholic Church started to worship Mary. Yes, Mary should be probably, lift, you know, expected as a woman that God said she was, you know, uh, highly favored because indeed she was. But God didn't tell us to pray to her. Amen. So if you're still praying to Mary, let God minister to your heart today. Glory to God. I did it for 28 years. Trust me, I hear you. The Lord is with thee. Blessed are there among women, women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. Remember, these are regular people. You know, she wasn't special yet. She's becoming special, right? Here's the thing. We're all special. God wants us to know that, right? Whether something extraordinary happens to you or not, God didn't make junk. We're all fearfully and wonderfully made. All of us. Whether we know it or not, that's a fact. Glory to God. So she was troubled at this saying and cast in her mind, what manner of salutation should this be? And the angel said to her, fear not, Mary, but thou hast found favor with God. And behold, behold, <laughs> thou shalt conceive in the womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. Glory to God. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. And then said Mary to the angel, how shall this thing be? Seeing that I have not known a man. And the angel answered her and said to her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy thing, the holy one, which shall be born of thee, shall be called the Son of God. Glory to God. And Matthew one twenty refers to this holy thing, this holy one, is that which is conceived in her by the Holy Ghost. So God spoke to Joseph in a dream. Again, spoke to uh, Mary by the angel Gabriel, Gabriel, you know, and God has... And this is the thing that was, I think, impressed in my heart, is we try to put God in a box. God can do whatever he wants to do. The way he communicates with you might be very different than the way he communicates with me. What's important is that his sheep know his voice. And another we're going to not follow. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So anyway, um, he spoke to them. He can speak to you in a dream. He can speak to you in a song. But the primary way he's going to speak to us is through his word. Not the prophet. Not the occasional, you know, word of wisdom and word of knowledge. Primarily through his word. Glory to God. So we do want to cover the gifts. <laughs> we want to cover them. And so I encourage you to ask God, like, God, I'd love to operate in the fruit, in the gift of the spirit, all of us should operate in fruit, you know, and all of our fruit, we want it to remain. So if you're not operating in love, then you, you don't know God because he is love. So you, you, if we're supposed to emulate him in the earth, it's impossible for you to walk with God and not walk in love. So if you're not, you got to repent for real because you're missing out on everything else that comes after that, all the benefits of salvation. Ah, 
So what God was proposing to Mary and Joseph, they could have said no. God asks us to do stuff all the time. We have a choice. We can say, I'm not doing that. I hope to God that when he does come and speak to us, they will be like they are, pliable, teachable, and ready to be used by the Lord. Glory to God. So, um, if they had shut the door here, I, God, God always has a plan. But they would have messed up the plan of God, which is not about to happen. If, if God asks you to do something and you don't do it, trust me, he'll find somebody that's willing to do it. In this case, Mary and Joseph were willing to obey the voice of God. They came, again, through the angel, Gabriel, and also through the dream that uh, Joseph had been given. So God didn't demand that Joseph humble himself and marry his betrothed, who was pregnant, and he didn't know how. He didn't make Mary carry Jesus. He presented his plan to them. And they agreed to do what the Lord was asking of them. So I told you, Amos 3.3 is always in my heart. (laughs) Can two walk together if they're not in agreement? So when Joseph heard heard from God in his dream, he put himself in agreement with God to do what God was asking. Mary did the same thing with the message that she had been given and had received from Gabriel. Glory to God. So our agreement with God is a critical factor. Mary and Joseph, they are dirt bodies, because remember we were referred to them earlier, all of us, we're all dirt. Amen. God is the potter and we are his clay. All right? They were in agreement with God and he exercised his power through them. Similarly, when we agree with God, he'll exercise his power through us. Please understand that. When we agree with him, he'll exercise his power through us. Glory to God. So what God is asking of you may require you to shut the door. Or in fact, maybe he's asking you to open the door. And we get to do that through prayer. We can shut the door through prayer. We can open the door through prayer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we can invite God in. And, you know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been reminded to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And I'm I'm very thankful for the illustration that we were given by our own Reverend Janice um, that showed all the gates. But there are a lot more gates that aren't on that, on that diagram. Because in this chapter, and, in, and also in John, they talk about the sheep gate. <laughs> We're the sheep. We got to come through. And we also get to decide what we're going to allow in our respective gates. Right? We got gates too. Eye gates is what we see. Ear gates is what we hear. Heart gate is whether we receive God. Or not. Ha! Glory to God. We can invite God in. Glory to God. So I say this day that the Lord has, this is the day that the Lord has made. We rejoice. And we're glad in it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we have to open the door to allow God to come in. 
you all know he's a gentleman. You know, we couldn't even get saved without accepting him, without making a decision to give him preeminence in our lives. We decided one day to let our hearts and our mouths be in agreement and become part of his king, part of his fold. We made a decision. He didn't force it on us. That's why there's so many people that are still considered unbelievers because they haven't decided to confess out of their mouths and believe in their heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. And our prayer is for anybody listening today, if that's your position, if you don't already know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, we're going to demonstrate to you why you might want to think differently going forward. God gave us authority and dominion over all the power of the enemy. And we say that. We say it all the time. But do we really believe it? So, if Pastor Robin was here, she would say, let's put some word on it. <laughs> I love when she says that. Because don't believe it just because somebody tells you. If it doesn't agree with what God said, you have to dismiss it. Shut the door. Glory to God. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. Because this is us operating in the authority and dominion that God has given us. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, God didn't say whatever he binds on earth. He said whatever we bind on earth. He didn't say whatever we loose on, he looses on earth. He said whatever we loose on earth. So that's him making sure we understand the lines. You know, let's do it. Let's use a football analogy. Every single player on the football team has a lane that they should be operating in. Each one of us, God has given us authority over all the lanes. Glory to God. He's not in the lane unless we invite him. Do you hear what I'm saying? God gave us authority and dominion. Glory to God. So, <laughs> so let's shut the door to whatever is contrary to God's will and his purpose in the earth. So we bind COVID and all of its tentacles and all of its variants and all of its impacts and all of the plans that the enemy had to cut off people's lives and to, and to negatively impact them. We shut the door. Now, the, when you think about it, all of the uh, anecdotes, all of the vaccines that they've come up with, that wisdom came because we prayed. We stood believing God to show up and show out by his great power and his outstretched arm. And what has he done? Yes. For people who won't take the vaccine, I don't get it. God bless you. Work it out. Ah. Ah. Anyway, so we bind the spirits because for many, they, they, they presented premature death, you know, and we bind any plan of the enemy to hinder our miracles from springing forth in our lives. God talked to us about them coming in rapid succession last week. Hallelujah. I've been looking forward to mine. In fact, when I got the dream, I thought back to, I, I, after my dream, I pastor ministered that thing and I thought, wait a minute, God, hold on, wait. Hey, yes, even that. Miracles in rapid succession is what we're expecting. Glory to God. So we agreed with the Lord when pastor ministered that thing to us, a word from the throne room of God. We agreed. And what did we do? We prayed and sealed it in prayer by the blood of Jesus. So and with thanksgiving. Glory to God. So I wrote this statement about bonding COVID. 
I tell you, the devil is such a liar. You have got to stay connected with God. An hour later, I, I was looking, I got my phone beeped. I looked at my phone and it says that my cousin, 85 year old woman, my mom's cousin, and her grandson, 40 years old, died from COVID this week. So my cousin Brenda lost her mother and her oldest son in the same week to this wicked thing called COVID. Get the vaccine. God help us. Get the vaccine. My God. So as much as I was, you know, it grieved my heart. I was so sorry to hear that. But my cousin that was 85, she lived a good life. Glory to God. She got the full measure of her days. Now, granted, I'm not happy about the COVID thing, but I thank God this woman lived her life. And I thank God he reminded me as soon as I got the message, I saw us standing in her bedroom because my family, my husband, me, our sons and my sons uh, and my daughter-in-law, we went to visit him. It was one of the last trips we took before COVID. And she was so happy to see us. So when I think of her, I think of that excitement she had when we walked in the door. Not that COVID won, because COVID didn't win. She still won. She's a believer. So that dirt, absent from the body, is present with the Lord. So my cousin is with the Lord. Now my heart goes out to Brenda. I can't imagine what it is to lose a son and a mother in the same week. And then we found out later that a cousin, which is her, her Brenda's aunt, also died this week. Three people this week. Ah, I just want to say all three of them had a personal relationship with the Lord. So while it might look like the devil won, he's so stupid. All those people are with God. Glory to God. So I hope you can say that when you get a shocking message like that, that somebody is gone and suddenly gone. I pray that you can say that your hearts can be comforted knowing that they're in the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, even in the midst of horrific stuff, God will give us reasons to smile. And what I just described to you was what God showed me when I heard this thing. I saw us standing there, and we were laughing and joking, just having a wonderful time. Glory to God. Ah, we'll miss her. We'll make no qualms about that. But we know that she won. Glory to God. Let's make sure that when, we, when, we're, when our day comes, when we return to the dirt, let's just live our lives in such a way that as my brother would say, I pray to God you have something to talk about between those dashes. So if you are not living your life in a way that's pleasing in God's sight, you kill your legacy. When you go to the dirt, your legacy goes right along with you. You want your legacy to continue to speak. Like I talk about my mother and father sometimes. People think they're still alive. They've been dead for 30-some years, both of them, 30-something years. And some things about them I remember like they were saying it today because they lived a life that was pleasing in the sight of God. Glory to God. So from here, let's go back to the dream that God gave me. <laughs> so I'm in this plush five-story house. Glory to God, but I'm only using two stories. Until the Lord opened my eyes to see that there were three more floors, I didn't even know it. I did not know it. This is supposed to be my house that I'm supposed to be occupying until God comes. And yet, I'm only using, what, two-fifths of the house? What? So I said, God, you know what? (laughs) 
Immediately I thought, creating me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Because how do I not know that there, there, there's all this opulence, all this abundance that I haven't tapped into? And yet I think I'm a minister of God because I am. But what God was showing me is the more you know, the more you find you need to know. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I um, remember I was sent up there to shut the door. And I followed the instruction. I shut the door. You know, and God didn't immediately tell me, because when I started praying, God, what does that mean? Like, how am I only using two floors? And how am I missing out on the best part of the house? <laughs> how am I missing out on that? And God said, daughter, I have so much more for you. You know, God doesn't mince words. He already said that. He said the same thing again. <laughs> he told me exactly the same thing again. Glory to God. So we bless the Lord for that. So the scripture that came to my mind is Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, <laughs> I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Notice God didn't command me to shut the doors to distraction, disappointment, television, overworking, overeating to some people. There's some people in your life you even need to shut the door to. That doesn't mean you stop loving them and stop praying for them. That means you got to guard your heart with all diligence concerning them. Ah, every time they show up, somehow you feel that's secure. Somehow your heart is not lifted up, is pushed down. That is a sign to you. Yes, you need to hold them before the Lord, but you need to be careful what you allow in your sphere, in your immediate sphere of influence. Pray. Continue to pray. And when God tells you it's okay, it's, it's safe to allow them back in, allow them back in. In the meantime, still operate in love, right? But you pray for them. Matthew 5, taught us that. Pray for people who use us and speak all manner of ill against us, right? Hardest people to pray for. Those are the people. <laughs> Those are the people. So let's keep praying for them. Amen. So like Mary and Joseph, effectively gave access to the work of the Lord being done. You and I must give God access. And I laughed. I said, God, you are funny. A couple of years ago, I actually preached here about access granted. I, was, <laughs> I actually preached on access granted and didn't get this level of revelation until now. So we bless the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Saints, <laughs> God won't push his way through. He's always going to be a gentleman. So one of the things that Dr. Miles Monroe reminded me of is that God made us in his image and in his likeness. And, you know, we don't forget that. We know that. But he gave the authority in the earth to us. Not himself. He did not keep that authority. He gave it to us. So if we don't allow, if we don't bind, those are missed opportunities because God needs us. He needs us to give him access. I know that sounds crazy because God owns everything. He does. But he gave it to us. So that would be like me giving my son a car. And then my car dies. And I say, hey, bring that car back here. I need that car back. Now, really? I gave him the car. You don't get to take back a gift. If you gave it, it was a gift. 
The only way you get it back is if they re-gift. Okay? <laughs> you don't get to take back a gift. Glory to God. And God doesn't do that. He operates by his own law, the same way he expects us to. Because he models what he expects of us. Right? So we can effectively grant access to invite the Lord into our situations and circumstances. And if we want him inside, we do that through prayer. Let's just have a conversation with the Lord about this and about that. That's us inviting him in. Yeah? We can do it through praise. We can do it through worship. We can do it through thanksgiving. We can do it through supplicating. We can do it through petitioning. But in all those things, we're inviting the Lord to come in with his power and his outstretched arm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we talk with God. And then we also have to listen. We commune together. And he's always going to be speaking. And when he does, we're obeying. Glory to God. Okay. So let's go back there so you can see for yourselves. Because the last thing I want to do at World Missions is tell you something that I can't prove by the word. So let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Everybody knows this scripture. If you've been saved for any amount of time, you should know this one. Amen. Genesis 1.26. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. So we're made in his image and in his likeness. But then look what he says. And let them. He didn't say let us. He said, let us, in the first part of this. In the second part, he's not talking about us anymore. Him, he's talking about, I mean, he's not talking about him anymore. He's talking about us. He said, and let them, that's us, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So again, We're made in his image and likeness, all of us. But when it came to authority and dominion, doesn't include him. He excluded himself from authority and dominion. He gave it to us. So don't tell me God is not moving if you're not praying. Don't tell me you haven't heard from God if you're not communing with him. Listen, we invite him in. Without our invitation, he doesn't come in. I heard this thing. God ministered to my heart. It said, and you all, we all know this, that we can do nothing without God. The other part of that, and God will not do anything without us. We can't do it without him, and he won't do it without us. How do you like that? We're a partnership. He called us joint heirs and heirs of God. Why? Because he needs us to work together with him to do the work of the ministry in the earth. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So most of all, most of us at some point, (laughs) or maybe I should say myself, I sat on the circle of my own life. I thought I had it all going on. Do you hear me? (laughs) And then there's a scripture in Proverbs says, and great was the fall. (laughs) So I just want to say to anybody that seriously thinks you can do this without God, I'm telling you, I admonish you, I encourage you, fix that. Because when I say great was the fall, when you think you're in charge of your own life, I'm telling you, 
Straighten it out with God. Because you don't want to be falling because you're walking in pride, which is what I was doing. And I really didn't even realize I was walking in pride. But when I did everything without consulting God, I talked to him later about it. Oh, God, you see what I did? I blah, 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 blah. Hey, God was like, where were you? <laughs> where were you when I formed everything? Just like he told Job. Hey, where were you? So I'm up here thinking I'm in charge. I'm not in charge. I'm not in charge if I think I can do anything without God. But I am in charge according to what Genesis 126 said. I have authority and dominion in the earth, just like you do as believers. So let's exercise our dominion. Let's exercise our authority. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And for people that were like me sitting on a circle of their own life, you know, God is the only one that's sitting on the circle of the earth. <laughs> we don't get to sit there. Amen. We sit in heavenly places with him. True. But he's the one sitting on the circle of the earth. I trust me. You don't want to be sitting on the circle of your own life. So when you repent, God is so faithful and just to forgive us and to remember the sin no more. Glory to God. So <laughs> I found myself declaring, I know in world missions over the last couple of weeks, we've been reminded of Psalms 136. <laughs> oh, give uh, thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his. See, I love world missions ministries. They always know the answers. Yes. His mercy endures forever. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So here's a revelation I received from Miles Monroe, which I just told you. He said that God won't do it without us because he needs a body on the earth to exercise his dominion. Now, this, this is true because he just told us that he's given us the authority and dominion over the earth. So obviously he can't do it without our bodies. And so this is why it's illegal for demons to be possessing people. They have no right unless you open the door. They cannot. I don't care how powerful you think they are. They cannot do it unless you open the door. They can't. We have such great authority. My God, we have such great authority. We have got to, re we have to not only know it, but operate like the kings God called us to be in the earth. Glory to God. Shut the door. Hallelujah. Shut the door. If there are things that are hindering your ability to do what God told you to do, God's not going to shut that door. Just like he had me go up to the fifth floor to shut the door. I tell you today that God is saying, shut the door. And if there's no door for you to shut, then open some doors. Glory to God, because we have dominion. Hallelujah. Dominion over the earth. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. But we can't do anything without him. Can we please, 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 please get that? We shut the doors. And we also open the doors. We call those things that be not as though they were. And I remember somebody, some, one time somebody said to me, well, that's lying. If, if you're not walking, if it's not manifesting, if it's all not, not already real, then you are lying. And I said, this ain't my, this ain't my, this is not my instruction. This is God's instruction. He told us to do this. He told, because for one thing, we have to see things before they come. So when we write those canvases, I see pictures all the time. I wonder why I'm not like a artist of some sort. Because I always, God shows me all kinds of stuff in pictures. I see the picture. But when I see the picture, I immediately go back and try to tie it to, a, to the word. Like, God, what are you saying? Where's that at in the Bible? 
and we have no excuse. We're without excuse. God said we would be without excuse. And with technology you have, you have no excuse. You can look up what you think you thought you heard. And I'm telling you, it'll put you in the vicinity. Do you hear me? And then you do a little more research and you drill down and you find, oh, my God, God spoke about that, too. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the breaking news, <laughs> the breaking news is we can't do anything without God. This is not brand new news. It's just breaking. Because today, if you don't get this, you have missed a golden opportunity to do what God has called each one of us to do in the earth. So the breaking news is, I put this in big red letters. We can do nothing without God. But God won't. Not that he can't. He won't do anything in the earth without us. Glory to God. Y'all got that? If you got that, you can get up and leave. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when I initially heard Miles Monroe referring to us as dirt, you know, I kind of felt some kind of way. Jeez, <laughs> like, why, why are you referring to us as dirt? Anyway, so I was offended. You know, people get offended at church all the time. Listen, if you're offended, immediately go to God so you won't miss what God is trying to share with you. Because the whole plan of the enemy is to steal the word. That's supposed to be sown in your heart. So if you don't even give it a chance to rest in the soil of your heart, then you are not going to be able to operate in the word that's been ministered to you. So I encourage you, don't get caught up like I did saying, you know, why did he have to refer to us as dirt? Anyway, God brought this to my remembrance and some of it I've spoken already. But God formed us from the dust of the ground, right? And he told us that we were going to return to the ground. Right? He also, so as a chaplain, I have to make this statement to, you know, when we're committing bodies to the ground. And it grieves your heart. But it's part of the process. You have to commit the body to the ground. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Glory to God. So, again, reminded even in death that we are dirt. <laughs> so when Jesus healed the blind man, remember he spit in some uh, dirt on the ground and made clay and put it on the guy's eyes and he immediately, his sight came to him. Dirt. Glory to God. Powerful. Dirt is powerful. <laughs> That's who we are. Dirt that has authority and dominion in the earth. Dirt. That's us. Glory to God. So let's turn to Genesis chapter 2. We're going to look at verse 7. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Hallelujah. Just to remind you that we are dirt. Dust, dirt, I don't care how, which one of them you use is referring to the same thing in this regard. And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. So our dirt is powerful because God breathed the breath of life into us. And in fact, when at the beginning of COVID, when people were dying left and right, and when my brother was fighting for his life, we used this scripture out of Ezekiel 37, 5, that said, behold, I shall breathe life into you and you shall live. That's the word God gave me. So when they called at two o'clock in the morning to tell me that my brother died, I was unconsolable. I'm human, y'all. I was unconsolable. Do you hear me? I know the word. I've lost people before. 
I've lost everybody that I love suddenly. So even the suddenly thing wasn't new to us. But that thing, ah, I heard from God. God said, I breathe a breath of life into you and you shall live. So I immediately went to God and said, hold up, God. I know I heard you. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I heard you. What happened? You know, God loves us. And whoever told you you can't ask God a question, you can ask God anything you want to. He's your father. And if you don't know, he wants you to ask. And who better to ask than him? Glory to God. Who better to ask? So anyway, what he revealed to me later is, he said he is living. And I was like, oh, because I, you know, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that spirits don't die. Right? The body died. The body said enough. And I'm telling you, my brother got a glimpse of heaven and said, forget this. Do you hear me? And so he left his body, but he went on home with the Lord. So from dust to dust, ashes to ashes, glory to God. Hallelujah. So I said also that I wanted to go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 19 as well, just to make sure we solidify this a little bit more. Hallelujah. But you remember, you know, in the beginning of Genesis, and I don't really have time to go through this, but, you know, Adam and Eve gave God, in the beginning, they had everything. They, they were communing with God. They, were, they looked at for God in the, in the early of the morning, you know, every day. And, and then they do, they disobey God. So God has to have a plan to give us the authority and the dominion back that he gave us from the beginning. And so he used, he used, um, uh, you know, Satan... <laughs> Satan wanted to be God. And right now, Satan wants your body. He wants you to submit and use your mouth to usher him in, to give him access to your life. And I don't mean you say, oh, Satan, come in. No, I'm talking about disobeying the word of God. Opens the door to darkness. And God said there would be no darkness at all. In God, there's no darkness at all. And so he want us not to be operating in any level of darkness. So even if we use my dream for an example, the fact that I didn't know there were three, four, and five floors in my house meant that there was some operation of darkness. Because how in the world do I not know that? It's my house. Right? So I know now. So I know better, and I'm going to do better. Glory to God. So in Genesis chapter 3, Uh, 3 verse 19, uh, we're reminded what God said about the ground being cursed, right? He says in verse 19, in the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread. He's talking to Adam because now Adam and Eve, they got to work now. At first, everything was provided to them. But they broke the covenant with God. They broke their agreement with God. And what does God do? He's so merciful. Oh, bless the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. So they break, the, they break the agreement with God. They disobey him. And what does God do? Make another way for them. Glory to God. He's always a way of escape for us. He's always making a way. But if we did it his way the first time, it would be less work. You hear me? It's less work when we just obey God the first time. Hallelujah. But anyway, uh, Adam, this is what God was saying to Adam. 
In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread. Because now they got to toil for it. Till thou return unto the ground. So he's reminding us that we are dirt. And that to dirt we're going to return. At the end of our lives, we're going right back to being dirt again. For out of it was thou taken. See? For dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. So, I don't mean you all go out there and start, like, protecting the dirt. <laughs> I'm talking about us as the dirt. Glory to God. Yes. Let's do it God's way. Hallelujah. And I know I stood before you one time and I called us clay. I said, hey, clay. Because <laughs> God is our potter. And we are his clay. And God left us here with a great, great charge. Hallelujah. He left us here to operate like him in the earth. To be reminded that nothing is impossible with God. Only believe. So we believe God to do what he said he's going to do. We believe God that the word will become flesh. Just like the word became flesh with Jesus in John chapter 1, verse 14. He was the word in heaven. But when he came to the earth, he operated like we do. Regular men, regular women, doing all kinds of incredible things as God was with him. God is now inside of us. He left, thank God for Jesus. He left the Holy Ghost here with us to live and abide with us forever. God is in us. God is in us, and we're not operating with authority in the earth. If we're not exercising our dominion over scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the enemy, that's the charge today. Shut the door to anything that's prohibiting you from operating like the king that God made you to be. Glory to God. So in my case, I asked God just what Mary did. What does this thing mean? <laughs> Now, granted, my dream is nothing like the, the dream of Mary, but I'm just uh, making a comparison here. I prayed, and God revealed it to me. And he confirmed his word to me a few weeks later when I was ministering to this lady. So when I was ministering to her, we were just thanking the Lord. She had been sick, and we had been praying for her to get healed, and God healed her. We blessed the Lord for that. So we were thanking God for that. And she said, you know, I wanted to talk to you about something I need your counsel on, if you don't mind. And I said, let's have it. So she had asked the Lord about a situation, and she needed to know what she should do. So she told me the situation. I was praying in the spirit because, see, I'm not trying to give you counsel and say God said something that he didn't say. So I said, well, I'll just keep praying because I haven't heard anything yet, but I heard from God. So she, as I prayed, as I prayed, she was giving her story. I heard God say, uh, let go of the dead. Let go of the dead. And so she said, oh, my God. I did the dance. I don't know what she was doing on her side. But I did a dance because she said, I actually asked this minister, Sandra, and she said, she told me, God said, let the dead bury their dead. I said, you know what? Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So I heard God immediately say, shut the door. I said, stop. 
glory to God. I said, wait a minute, God, hold on, hold on. I must, obviously, I'm supposed to do something with, shut the door. Glory to God. This woman got released right then because she had been wounded by believers. God help us. You know, you all, we have a job to do in the earth. And it's to emulate Jesus. It's to operate in love. If we're not doing that, there's nobody that can hurt people more than a believer. They expect so much more of us. Even when they're not walking with God, they can tell us what we're supposed to be doing. Right? So here's the thing. The woman had been wounded. Ah, by the church. And she was debating whether she should return. That was the word of the Lord to her. Shut the door. Glory to God. So I say to you, hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Mm. You know, God said if we seek him, we would find him and find rest for our souls. So there are people hurting all over the place. And God has given us the right kind of heart to have a word in season to speak to people that are weary. So Alice is agreeing with me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God gave us the word. We're supposed to publish it. We don't just study the word so we can say we know a whole bunch of stuff. But let's live all that stuff. And don't be like I was on the second floor when you had all these other floors (laughs) that were available to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 So um, let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. Mm -mm -mm. God knows us and he knows best. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When we seek him, we find him. When we search for him with our whole heart. Glory to God. A whole heart. Obviously, the dream that God gave me, he was speaking to me. Sandra, I want your whole heart. I don't want you distracted by this and distracted by that and overworking. That's probably my biggest thing is I work too hard. I know I told y'all I play hard because I really do. But I work hard. (laughs) And it's an area where I really need God to deliver me. But I needed to open that door to him and say, God, deliver me from this and show me how to do this better. So at one point I told him I was doing too much stuff with too many ministries because I was an evangelist. And so I worked across ministries. I helped this ministry, helped that ministry, blah, 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 right? Whatever. And and one day I started complaining to the Lord about it. God, they got me doing this and blah, 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 blah. I was complaining. Do you hear me? If you're going to complain about it, stop doing it. God wants our hearts, our motivations have to be right. We can't just do it. We have to do it because we want to please God. We have to do it because we're in love with God. We have to do it because we heard from God. Not because we think somebody expects that of us. Yeah? So I said, there's some people you're going to have to cut off. Shut the door. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Now, this is funny because... um, I do, I'm not sure exactly which service we heard this from, but I was, I was reminded of this thing, and I didn't even know where it was, so I had to, like, you know, search on the computer is a wonderful thing. 
So I did a search because I heard the words, but I didn't know where they were. And the words were destinies, dreams, and desires. You all remember God gave us that word? In 2019, God told us that he was opening our eyes to hope for our destinies, our dreams, and our desires. So when pastor's talking to us about miracles coming to us in great and rapid succession, I felt like God was pointing right back to this thing and reminding us that he was opening our eyes to hope for our destiny, our dreams, and our desires. And I thank God because I hadn't thought about that probably in a year or, or more. But God brought it back to my remembrance. But you know, that's what he told us to do. Keep him in remembrance of what he said. Glory to God. So that's what we do. That's part of our authority is to remind God, hey, God, you said that you were going to be in our hopes and our desires and our dreams and our destinies. Hallelujah. So if that hasn't manifested for you or partially manifested, or if you're on the second floor and not the fifth floor of your house, God is asking you, remind me. Remind me. And it's, he didn't forget. This is an exercise to make sure we didn't forget. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we learned about Peter's walk with God, yet he had times of despair. So much so that Jesus prayed that his faith, his faith would not fail. And God prays that for us, that our faith will not fail. Glory to God. You can't operate in authority and dominion if you don't have faith. It's a waste of time. You got to believe before you ask, right? We ask believing, right? So <laughs> it was interesting to me. So let's turn to Luke chapter 22. We're going to go to verse 32, and I'm going to read this in the Amplified. Because God had to remind Peter of this thing, and I'm reminding you today, you have an enemy, but it's never going to be God. Hallelujah. Luke chapter, I'm going to start with 31, but what I want is 32. Simon, Simon, Peter, listen. Satan has demanded permission to sift all of you like grain. Now, I know in the King James, it says like wheat. Satan has demanded permission to sift all of you like wheat, like grain. But I have prayed, especially for you, Peter, especially for you, Sandra, especially for you, Alice. I've prayed for you that your faith, hallelujah, this is assurance of God. The Amplified calls it and confidence in me may not fail. And you, once you have turned back again to me, strengthen and support your brothers in faith. And Peter said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Well, we know that, you know, there was a different story for the end of that. But the fact of the matter is this. We have an intercessor, a big brother, who's interceding on our behalf all the time. Jesus is always interceding for us and expecting us to operate like him. Priests and kings, people of authority and with dominion in the earth. Glory to God. You don't use it here. We have dominion in the earth. 
It's not going to be in heaven that God is going to wait for you to start exercising your dominion. It's here and now, to quote Luther Randross. Glory to God. Here and now. Hallelujah. So anyway, um, <sighs> glory to God. So God knows us. He knows our frame. He knows us way better than we know ourselves. Because quite frankly, I thought I was doing pretty good. <laughs> God said, hey, I have so much more for you, daughter. So I know I'm not the only one he has so much more for. So if I am, to God be the glory. But if that speaks to you today, God is speaking to you about shutting some doors. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God knows the end from the beginning. And he knew that there would be an occasion for Peter to faint. But he knows that about us too. That's why he told us that in the mouth of counselors, there's safety. Because sometimes, body of Christ, sometimes we need counsel. Sometimes we need somebody to help us. I don't care how invested and deep we are in the word of the living God. Sometimes you need counsel. And don't be ashamed to get it. Ah. There's no shame in needing help. The enemy will try to bring shame if you don't. Do you hear me? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So in my dream, God wasn't condemning me. Which, you know, if it was the world, they would have said, I don't believe you got four or five floors and you're only using two. It's something wrong with you. And they would have had all kinds of reasons for why I was operating in the state that I was in. Do you know that's not my father? Glory to God. Hallelujah. He will never do that to us. Never, never, never. But what he will do is correct you in love. So look, he didn't like beat me up, beat me down that I got these three floors I'm not using. He said, daughter, I have so much more for you. That is the love of God demonstrated towards me. It's the love of God that's demonstrated towards you. Glory to God. So if you missed it, just go back and repent. If you missed it, just ask God for another chance. If you missed it, glory to God. Shut the door. He can't shut the door. You can. Shut the door. Glory to God. Shut the door. Hallelujah. Sure, it looked like I was in this plush place, in this lavish house, but it wasn't just a physical house, as I said earlier. God was speaking about my spiritual house as well. There's work to be done, daughter. Hallelujah. I expect more of you, daughter. Hallelujah. Sure. <laughs> sure, I'm, you know, clearly we're all doing something for the Lord. There are opportunities for us to just know that people are just turning to God and thanking him for a word in season, thanking him that we, you know, we were able to extend a hand, thanking him that, you know, we could be trusted with their confidential stuff without spreading it everywhere like a busybody. There's lots of people who are thanking God for the things that he's used us in the earth to do. The love that we've shown to people, the smiles that we've given to people. I know it's a little tough to do through the mask, but you know, your eyes sing. Your eyes will, you know, even minister to somebody if you're in close enough proximity. I hope you're not. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm not. Amen. Praise the Lord. So anyway, um, to gain access, I have to shut the door to some stuff. 
I'm pretty good about shutting doors to the people because God taught me that because I thought everybody was for me. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? What are you saying? Here's the thing. God wants us to point people to him, not to us. So I don't want nobody thinking, oh, I got to get to Sandra. You need to find your way to the throne, the throne room of grace, where you can obtain grace and find favor to help you in the times of need. Glory to God. That's my job, to point them to him. Hallelujah, to talk about his goodness, to talk about his faithfulness, to talk about how wonderful he is and how absolutely, how absolutely, he's so good. He's so good to us. Ah, He even takes things that were designed for defeat, turns them around and make them good for us. He's good. Ah, God is good. Shut the door on anything that's making you think otherwise. The devil is a liar. If you think God forgot about you, if you think God wasn't there like Mary and Martha thought, if you had only been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Trust me when I tell you, God is exactly where he's supposed to be. If stuff is not happening in the earth, point the finger back. It's us. It's us. We have dominion. We have authority. Let's exercise it. Glory to God. Let's shut the door. Hallelujah. And let's give God access. Remember, he won't do anything in the earth without dirt. That's us. Not because he can't, but because he gave that authority and that dominion to us. Please don't miss that. He can do anything. We have to be part of the plan. He called us to be the first partakers of his divine nature. So if we want other people to be able to understand the love of God, we have to demonstrate it. Not when it's easy. Anybody can demonstrate love when it's easy. Anybody talking about that? We're talking about when it's difficult. Not talking about doormats. I always see doormats when I'm talking about this to women. Trust me when God tell, God did not expect you to be a doormat. Okay, so if you're getting beat up at home, that's not the will of God. Exercise your authority and take authority over the spirits that are designed to bring destruction in your marriage and in your home. You take authority. And by taking authority over them in the earth, remember, whatever we bind on earth, Matthew 18, 18, is bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So use that opportunity to pray whatever spirits are operating behind your husband or your wife that's beating you down. You pray and you rebuke those spirits and cause them to be muzzled, to shut their mouth and their activity to stop in the name that is above every name. That's Jesus. So if you haven't prayed, if you haven't asked God, you haven't invited him in. He won't come in if you didn't invite him. You or somebody, because there were times when I wasn't the person that invited him. My mother was. Glory to God. I had a praying grandmother too. Amen. Just like Helen Baylor. Oh, yeah. Praying grandmother. Prayed all the time. Amen. Here's the thing. God is invited through prayer. He's invited through our conversations with him to intervene in the earth. Without that, we're the only people that can intervene in the earth because he said so. And you all know God is not a liar. 
he doesn't have a clue how to lie. So if you're believing a lie, it didn't come from God. Let's turn to Psalms 103, verse 13 and 14. Hallelujah, because this is who God is. He's a father that loves his children. Glory to God. I know God loves me, especially my family. You can't tell nobody in my family that God doesn't, that we're not extra special to God. <laughs> you all are too. But we learned that early because our parents were gone. And God showed himself as a father to the fatherless. I've said that many times, and I will say it as many times as I need to, because there are people out there that need to know that. You're not the only person that, I mean, I, I'm not minimizing. Please understand. I'm so not minimizing your loss. What I want you to know is there's a father in heaven who truly does rule in the affairs of men. There's a father in heaven that will be a father to the fatherless and a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I know him that way. Glory to God. Yes, I would love for my parents to still be in the earth. I would, I, they were, they've been dead way longer in my life than they were alive. But here's the thing. I know this. Psalms 103, 13 and 14. Hallelujah. Like as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Maybe if we thought of ourselves as dust, we would realize exactly what God is trying to minister to us today. I won't do anything without you. And you can't do anything without me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So always, we always have access when we allow the word to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Remember, God won't do anything in the earth without first revealing it to his prophets. So I think people thought that Amos was talking about the people that operate in the office of the prophet. God is talking about his word being prophecy. Yeah, he can use any of us and he can speak to any of us and he does all the time. Glory to God. So in the doors that you're shutting, make sure that's not one that you're shutting. You want that door that gives God entrance into your life, your circumstances, your situations. You want that door to be open. Glory to God. To allow God to come in. To allow God to sup with you and educate you and minister to you and comfort you when you need it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I'm going to finish with this point. Last week... Pastor Turkson was talking to us about mounting up with wings as eagles. He was talking to us about soaring. He was talking to us about position. And God wants to remind us that that's how he sees us, as above and not beneath. It's the head and not the tail. So how many tails do you see having dominion? How many tails do you see having authority? God gave you dominion. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So he's calling us to soar like eagles. Yes, to wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Because he's strengthening our hearts. He brought this word today to do exactly that for you. Strengthen your hearts. And remind you of the way he sees you. As one that he has given authority and dominion to. As one who should be operating in the earth and giving him an invitation 
to come alongside, giving him an invitation to show his outstretched arm, his great power and his outstretched arm. That is what he's requiring of us. So when he's telling me, daughter, I have so much more for you, it is invite me more. Invite me to this and invite me to that. I always show up. Glory to God. Invite God. Hallelujah. So when we're waiting on the Lord, it means that we'll open the door and invite him in and to instruct us. And show, wow, that's what I just said. Huh? And he'll give us our youth like the eagles. Because I've been praying about that. Because, you know, this is the summer. We're getting into the summer years of our lives, right? And I've been praying, God, let our latter years be better than our former. Well, I kind of enjoyed my former years. I've been having a great time, and I bless the Lord for that. But I pray for people around me that are expecting because you're getting older that stuff should be breaking down. The devil is a liar. Glory to God. God said he was giving us our youth like the eagles. So for anybody out there 50 plus, God has given you your youth like the eagles. Hallelujah. I'm just here to remind you. Shut the door on all those commercials. In fact, here's the thing. Stop watching so much TV because all of those commercials are designed to tell you how sick you are and what things hurt and where the pain is. And because you got this pain, you got this. And because you got that pain, you got that. Stop. Shut the door. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. I thank God. Hallelujah. So as we leave, I'm asking you this question. Do you have floors in your house that are not inhabited? Hmm. Barely used. Not taking advantage of the benefits that God has made available to you. Open the door and let God in. And alternatively, to all those distractions, all those time burners, the slothfulness, whatever is designed to, to separate you from the love of God, which is designed to bring destruction, which is designed to bring you hurt, which is designed to bring shame, God said we would not be ashamed. Glory to God. Shut the door to all of those things. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we honor you. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We magnify your name, God. Thank you for making us in your image and in your likeness. Thank you for giving us authority and dominion in the earth thank you for reminding us that yes we are dirt but some powerful dirt because of the word that you have spoken to us about authority and dominion i bless your name god hallelujah for every area of our lives where we need your entrance where we need to give you access i pray god that you don it on our hearts the same way you showed me there were so much more that you have for me I thank you that there's so much more you have for your brethren. I thank you for opening their eyes and enabling them to see. I thank you for opening their ears and enabling them to hear. I thank you for opening their hearts to be receptive to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying at this time. And Father, I bind every work of the enemy that's designed to separate us from our authority, that's designed to separate us from heaven, dominion, and the earth. I break the power in any word spoken against any one of us in judgment. I condemn those words in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Father, I thank you for showing us your great power and your outstretched arm, for showing us that we decide whether to invite you in or not. I repent personally for every time I thought you didn't come. I thought you somehow missed it. And I pray, God, for anybody here that thought you missed it because you never do. I pray over, get this thing, that it is up to us 
to invite you in. So God, have free reign. I pray that you have preeminence in my life and in the lives of everybody in the sound of my voice. I thank you that what you have begun in us, you're well able to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. To God be the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if there's anybody out there, again, who doesn't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I invite you to usher him into your hearts today so you can be a partaker of his divine nature, so you can operate in the authority that he's given to his sons and daughters, born-again believers, to operate in the earth. Just repeat after me. Everybody close your eyes. Those of you who are at home, just repeat these words after me. Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus into the earth just for me. You sent him here to save me, to deliver me from every destruction. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. And Father, at this moment, I've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son. I declare that shame you shall know no more. I curse every word that's been spoken against any one of you in judgment. And I declare that you are above and above only in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you said those words out of your mouth and believed them in your heart, at that instant, you became a child of the living God. And from this point forward, spend some time in the word so you can find out who, what God says about you. It's very different than the image that has been painted for you up to now. God's going to show you who you really are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So welcome to the kingdom. Trust me when I tell you the angels are rejoicing as you have joined. Hallelujah. The kingdom of light. Glory to God. So now you have an opportunity to give back. So there are three ways for you to give into the ministry, and we covet your prayer. So when you're praying about us, pray that God will continue to open our eyes and show us things that we might not have seen before. Open our ears that we would hear more cleanly, keenly. Amen. But there are three ways to give financially. So you can give to us through a Zelle transfer. Uh, the name, again, is World Missions Ministries. The phone number, 571 234 Two three eight seven. I repeat, five seven one two three four two three eight seven. And then you can also give to us through PayPal. And if you're going to do that, you'll go to the web, type in wmmchurch.org, O-R-G, and press the donate button and just follow the instruction there. And of course, you can always give through snail mail. Uh, that means mail, <laughs> the post office, amen. Uh, address it to World Missions Ministries. Our address here in Clinton, Maryland is 6805 East Clinton Street, Clinton, Maryland. The zip code here is 20735. Glory to God. So online ministry, God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come alongside us, and remember, if you want to see this message again or any message that has come prior, 
You can get on uh, Facebook Live. You can go back to YouTube. And you also can watch us on podcast, not watch us, but listen to us on podcast in your car through whatever those things are, those music apps. Amen. Praise the Lord. Have a blessed day. Amen.